the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Vice President Kamala Harris visits Poland. That the polls uh, basically demanded that, that, that we act and then forced us to, to say no. That should have been really handled behind closed doors. Brutal inflation numbers from the Consumer Price Index. At this point, it looks like further acceleration next month and, and maybe the next couple of months is all but guaranteed. Actor Jesse Smollett heads to prison. I did not do this, and I am not suicidal. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast, your first look at today's top stories for Friday, March 11th. I'm Mike Scott. As the war in Ukraine rages on, Vice President Kamala Harris's trip to Warsaw to thank Poland for taking in hundreds of thousands of Ukrainians fleeing Russia's invasion took an unexpected turn before she even left Washington. Polish government on Tuesday came out with a plan to transfer its Russian-made fighter planes to a U.S. military base in Germany, with the expectation that the planes would then be handed over to Ukrainian pilots. But the polls didn't run that idea past the Biden administration before going public with it, and the Pentagon quickly dismissed the idea as not tenable. Vice President Kamala Harris says the misunderstanding over providing warplanes to Ukraine has not hurt Poland's relationship with the U.S. When we have been faced as a world with such adversity, I think we all know even in our personal lives, adversity really truly can present the real measure of an individual or a relationship. In a meeting with Poland's foreign minister, Vice President Harris says she's traveled there to show support for Poland and other NATO allies. There is no question that we stand united as it relates to many issues and the particular issue of Ukraine yes. and what we are prepared to do to defend all of the principles that are integral to, to us as NATO countries in terms of fighting for the sovereignty and territorial integrity of, in this case, Ukraine. However, Fox News foreign correspondent Trey Yingst took issue with what he sees as the tone deafness of the vice president's press conference. This joint press conference came across like a bilateral check-in. It was detached from the reality on the ground. As the pair spoke, there were air raid sirens sounding in the Ukrainian capital of Kyiv. We heard this diplomatic and political speak from Vice President Harris. The Ukrainian people don't need that. They need anti-tank missiles. They need anti-aircraft batteries. Meanwhile, back on the home front, Demir Marusik, senior fellow at the Atlantic Council, co-founder of the Wisdom of Crowds, joined Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson to discuss the Pentagon's misunderstanding with Poland and the concerns he has for Russian escalation. One can wonder whether providing the planes is uh, a dangerous move, uh, whether it escalates uh, the war and brings uh, the United States and NATO into it. 
the 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 real criticism that I have of of that uh, decision by the White House is that it actually even came out into the news that it was that it was uh, debated like that in the public that that the polls uh, basically uh, demanded that 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 we act and then forced us to to say no. That should have been really handled behind closed doors. Marusic says that while it may be easy to cheer for the Ukrainians. We must remember it is a difficult fight. It is a kind of David and Goliath fight insofar as that uh, the Russian military was supposed to be uh, a lot uh, a lot more sophisticated um, and was more prepared, or at least it looked like they'd be more prepared for, uh, for a fight to basically crush the Ukrainians. So the Ukrainians have put up a good fight. But I think that it's uh, fair to say, looking at this, and even as someone who, who, who follows this stuff uh, as their job, uh, it's it's difficult. It's not just for for a layperson to figure out exactly what's going on. Um, I think it's probably fair to say that it's been an even fight so far. Probably uh, losses have been one to one. Marusik also cautions that the Russians may escalate their brutality. Overall, uh, it's it's also quite possible the Russians haven't quite leaned into it yet. And a lot of the assessments are that we may see that in the coming days uh, that the real push happens now. Um, uh, so. The, in the medium term, whether the Ukrainians could actually pull this through, again, uh, what you're saying is right. It's hard to tell. I am pessimistic that they could actually pull it through. Marusik explains. It's it's a nasty fight. And, and uh, overall, uh, the Russians have, um, I think, you know, theater dominance overall. Uh, they can escalate. There's been talk that they could start uh, unleashing chemical weapons, perhaps, in the coming uh, weeks if it particularly got bad for them. Um, and it could escalate even further uh, to the use of tactical nuclear weapons that um, uh, the Russians possess. These are nuclear weapons, also known as, as battlefield nukes, which uh, you know take out a tank battalion or a base or something like that. They're not really meant to take out cities like strategic nuclear weapons that were we all remember from the Cold War. When asked about the Russian targeting of the maternity hospital in Mariupol, Marusik isn't surprised. The Russian way of war, even in Syria, saw this kind of civilian targeting. And that is, in fact, uh, a strategy of sorts. It's to, it's to terrorize the, the civilian population. Uh, in Syria, Russians were bombing bakeries in towns, basically, to help starve places like that. So it's not the first time the Russians would have resorted something uh, to something like that. Marusik also warns that China is taking notes on how the conflict unfolds. People point to the fact that China... Uh, abstained from condemning Russia at the U.N. and, and thought that was a, a good thing, that they didn't vote against the condemnation. But, uh, you know, you can see it already that, that the Chinese are uh, watching how this happens, watching carefully, and uh, I think will be on the growing closer to Russia over time. Pork is back. While lawmakers on both sides of the aisle are scrambling to figure out what's in a bill going through Congress at the moment, leaks of the earmarks, or pork, have become public. It seems that congressional earmarks are back with a vengeance after an 11-year drought. The $1.5 trillion omnibus spending package is loaded with funding for lawmaker pet projects, some of which could help incumbents in this fall's elections. So far, experts have uncovered more than 4,000 earmarks. Senate Majority Leader Charles Schumer, a Democrat from New York, 
has 59 earmarks, totaling nearly $80 million, attached to his name. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, a Republican from Kentucky, in contrast to Schumer, did not request a single earmark. Joining the Salem Radio Network, Senator Mike Lee of Utah discusses the spending bill and how it will hurt Americans. You are inflicting a a tax hike on the poor and on the middle class. That's what you're doing. Uh you're, You're taking money from ordinary American families who've already seen... You know, prior to the last numbers coming out, we crunched those and concluded the average American family paying $385 a month more for everything they buy than they were a year ago, every single month. In Utah, that's actually higher. It's $511 a month. Those numbers are going to jump even higher once we calculate in the new numbers from today. So when you're doing that, when you vote for this sort of thing, you're getting praise from the media who will dutifully comply with the request from party leadership to praise people who vote for it. And you're avoiding perhaps the argument that uh, you'll be blamed for a shutdown. But you are taxing the poor and the middle class. That is disgusting. These guys don't even know what they're voting for, and yet they are doing something bad nonetheless, and they know it. So will he vote for the spending package? I'm not going to vote. I can't vote for something that I haven't had adequate opportunity to read. Now, look, my, my team and I have been pouring over this thing uh, for the, the, the day that we've had it. 2,700 pages, Kirk, does not read like a fast-paced novel. It doesn't read like your outstanding book coming out. It reads uh, much more slowly. There are a million cross-references. It takes many, many days uh, in order to comprehend that. Lee says that when lawmakers can't amend a bill, all the American people suffer. But what's even worse is that we are, I, I predict, going to be given basically zero meaningful opportunities to amend this thing. So what we're really doing is putting the faith in the handful of lawmakers, I don't know, three, four, five uh, members uh, of Congress who wrote this thing in secret. And we're just saying you can have it all. And, and we don't get any say in it. And our constituents don't get any say in, in it. It's effectively disenfranchising. About 300 million Americans at a time when you do that. And this has got to stop. This is why we're $30 trillion in debt. The congressional spending spree has Lee worried going into the fall. At some point, and we might not be that far from this moment, we'll reach the point where the U.S. is so far in debt. I mean, we're $30 trillion in debt now. We'll, We'll reach the point at some point where those who buy U.S. Treasuries might start to hesitate to continue to buy U.S. Treasuries. The senator has many reasons why, but one in particular. When the yield rate is as low as it is, look, all that would have to happen if those who buy U.S. Treasuries start demanding something closer to the historic average uh, for Treasuries, around 5%, even assuming there's no rebound above that. But if it starts going back to that historical average, then we'd see our annual interest payment going from around, I don't know, 400 billion or so a year to over a trillion a year with the difference being more than our entire outlays for national defense at that point government becomes unsustainable and unaffordable and we're in for a real mess i hope i pray that it won't get that bad but it is getting worse it's moving in that direction every time we pass one of these now defenders of earmarks argue that if lawmakers cannot request earmarks It gives executive branch officials disproportionate power to choose which projects get funded.
The Senate has since locked in a deal to quickly pass a massive government spending bill that includes $13.6 billion in Ukraine aid. A majority of voters now think President Joe Biden could have done more to stop Russia's invasion of Ukraine, and many believe former President Trump would have prevented the Russian invasion. Daybreak Insider's Bernie Bennett has details on that story. The Rasmussen Report's daily presidential tracking poll shows that 39% of likely U.S. voters approve of President Biden's job performance, 60% disapprove. The latest figures include 21% who strongly approve of the job Mr. Biden is doing and 50% who strongly disapprove. That gives him a presidential approval index rating of negative 29. At this point in his presidency, Donald Trump had a 44% approval rating, five points higher than Mr. Biden. Bernie Bennett reporting. Jesse Smollett was sentenced Thursday to 150 days in jail and ordered to pay restitution and a fine for his conviction on charges that he lied to Chicago police when the former actor and R&B singer reported being the victim of a racist and homophobic attack more than three years ago. Smollett said in court he is innocent of staging his own hate crime. I am innocent and I am not suicidal. If I did this, then it means that I stuck my fist in the fears of black Americans in this country for over 400 years and the fears of the LGBTQ community. Smollett also suggested in court he could be in physical danger in jail. I did not do this, and I am not suicidal. And if anything happens to me when I go in there, I did not do it to myself. And you must all know that. There's pain in the pocketbook. Again, the Consumer Price Index, measuring a basket of goods and services, stood at over 7.9% over the 12-month period, which ended in February. It is the highest level since January of 1982. Inflation is costing the average U.S. household an additional $296.45 in expenses as surging food and fuel costs stretch budgets. Energy prices jumped 25% in February, compared to one month earlier. The food index also jumped 7.9%. Even before the war further accelerated price increases, robust consumer spending, solid pay raises, and persistent supply shortages had sent U.S. inflation to its highest levels in four decades. What's more, housing costs which make up about a third of the government's consumer price index, have risen sharply, a trend that's unlikely to reverse anytime soon. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki argued inflation, in her opinion, will wane by year's end. That continues to be the projection of the Federal Reserve, of outside economists, and we really rely on them for their projections. But there is also no question that uh, inflation may be higher for the next few months than it would have been without the Russia, without President Putin and Russia's further invasion into Ukraine. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell disagrees and says inflation has hit a 40-year high on Joe Biden's watch. And it keeps getting worse, not better. This has been a painful pattern throughout President Biden's tenure. We've now had nine straight months of inflation higher than 5%. Matt Egan, CNN's business reporter, says the economy is clearly on the wrong track. Inflation is clearly moving in the wrong direction. 
And Russia's invasion of Ukraine is only going to make it worse. As you mentioned, a 40-year high for headline inflation. We've seen record price increases in February for everything from breakfast, breakfast sausage and lunch meat to chicken and baby food, uh, new cars and trucks, men's apparel. It really is across the board. And he says he's not too hopeful about the near future. Inflation is only going to get worse, most likely, in March. A lot of those price increases that have been driven by Russia and Ukraine are not even captured in the numbers that came out today, which really only cover February. In fact, Secretary of the Treasury Janet Yellen, contradicting the message from the White House, warned that inflation may be with us for more than another year. You know, we're likely to see another year in which 12-month inflation numbers remain very uncomfortably high. Making matters worse, Bankrate.com chief financial analyst Greg McBride tells the Daybreak Insider oil and gas price hikes will be a major problem. Those rising oil and gasoline prices, uh, it can filter through to the costs of other goods and services. Everything you buy off the, the shelf in a store, it got there either by plane, train, or automobile. And so those higher costs in time will filter through even to uh, non-petroleum uh, or, or uh, energy-related items. McBride says, in his opinion, there's no end in sight after a brutal inflation report. This was for February. So the recent run-up that we've seen in commodity products, most notably oil, but also other agricultural commodities, that's not something that's yet fully reflected. So at this point, it looks like further acceleration next month and, and maybe for the next couple of months is all but guaranteed. Echoing McBride's statement, Vanessa Yurkovich, CNN's politics correspondent, says that Americans will see shocks at the gas pump all summer long. Analysts are expecting that we could reach $5 a gallon nationwide in the next month or so. So with inflation, the summer driving season, and what is happening in Ukraine, Anna, it could be a very pricey couple of months for Americans at the pump. construction worker found an unpleasant surprise behind the wall of a building in California. Daybreak Insider's Rita Foley frames up that story for us. A construction worker helping to renovate the Oakland, California Convention Center found a mummified body in the wall. The body was so decomposed that they couldn't immediately figure out whether the person was male or female or how old they were. Authorities say the body had probably been there for years. The city owns the Henry J. Kaiser Convention Center. It's been closed since 2005. But a few years ago, the city council reached an agreement with a developer who's renovating the building, turning it into a commercial and performing arts space. I'm Rita Foley. And finally, people from around the world found a creative way to help those in need in Ukraine. It's such a simple, impactful way to make a difference in, in these people's lives. From March 2nd to March 3rd, People from around the world booked 61,000 nights in Ukrainian cities via Airbnb. I booked the stay and then I immediately messaged the host and said, I just want to let you know I'm not going to be coming and staying. I just really wanted to find a way to to donate and, and make an impact. And please, please keep this money. And if you don't need it, please give it to somebody who does. Ukrainian hosts have since been overwhelmed by the outpouring of kindness. We don't have any family or friends in, in, in Eastern Europe. 
Um, so in a way, it was, it was kind of the first time we, we'd had something that was very personal. And the message back from the host was, uh, OMG, thank you so much for your support. I can't hold my emotions inside. Thank you for your kindness. As part of a creative social media campaign to channel funds into besieged cities where something like aid drops and supply trucks cannot reach, it has seen $1.9 million raised for Ukrainians in just those 48 hours. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider Podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at SRNNews.com and TownHall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Mike Scott. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.